you've been through Pre-Cana, maybe you've even said I do. And now what? Welcome to After Cana, a podcast for young couples looking to make it until death do they part. In each episode, we'll share sage wisdom and practical advice from couples who've been married for 20 plus years. Today, we are talking to Heidi and Jerry Kenny in Chicago. Hi, guys. Hey. Thank you so much for joining. Um, Really excited to have this conversation. Um, But let's start. We kind of start with this with all our couples. Why don't you tell us your story? Heidi, why don't you go ahead? (laughs) And I'll I'll correct her when she's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies first. So we are in our 48th year of marriage. It's hard to believe. So when you ask the question, how how did it all start? Man, I had to go back down memory lane. (laughs) um, What I remember is um, years ago, both of our moms um, knew each other and were involved in a charity. Um, It was for a hospital, the Cuneo Hospital. And um, they, there was a benefit and they both invited or asked their kids to be part of um, the party. I was asked to, to head, you know, be part of the raffle team selling raffle tickets. And Jerry was, was invited just as an attendee and he actually brought a date with him. And so um, all of a sudden I realized this young man kept coming and buying raffle tickets from me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so at the end of the evening, I I didn't know who he was and I didn't know he was there with someone else. But um, at the end of the evening, you didn't know I didn't. So when when he came to pick up his (laughs) raffle prizes, he went about five or six things because he bought so many tickets. 20. <laughs> he, asked, it was 20 things. he asked me for my phone number. So that's how we met. And then after that, we, um, I was still in college at Northwestern and he was already graduated and working. So we dated for another year and a half. And then he popped the question. Wait, well, you, you took a semester off and went away <laughs> to France. <laughs> wow. Is that, so that is it all that's how we met and that's how we got engaged. <laughs> then maybe tell the wedding how we picked our wedding date. No, I'll do that in a second. Okay. I, I got to go back and straighten, straighten out what you just miscorrected on. <laughs> um, that night <clears throat> of the event, I was prepared not to go. But uh, I invited someone and uh, she was a, a young lady who was working at CBS uh, TV TV station, um, but I was down in Florida in Palm Beach that weekend trying to get my father's uh, uh, get my mother and father's uh, car back up here. So the only way I could get it up was get in the car and drive it. Wow! In those days, so it was thirteen hour drive straight to straight to get here, and I got here about uh, fifteen minutes before I was supposed to pick up the young lady downtown. I ran home, put a, put a suit on, cleaned up, and took a shower and did everything else there, and then ran down, picked her up, got to the got to the um, place they were holding it, which was the casino. The it was the Ambassador West. Ambassador Hotel. Ambassador West Hotel, okay. And so um, they she told you most of the story now, but where she was giving away prizes. I I had twenty tickets, twenty of these little capsules, and I won on every one of them. I was like, "Well, I'm not moving. I'm not moving from here." 
So <laughs> I was just waiting outside the ladies' room, and I told her about it. I said, my date is in there. We sat down, and I said, when I picked her up, she said, I haven't eaten food in two days. I said, okay. why? I said, well, I, I want to be a size two for you tonight. I was like, oh, okay, great. Mm. I didn't know what that meant even. <laughs> <laughs> so next thing I know is we're sitting there talking, and somebody said, uh, Jerry, your date's going to die. And I said, I said, what do you mean die? I, I looked over, it's just like this, and boom, her head had gone right into the mashed potatoes. Oh. She had a face. And, and so I took her up, and she she had to get the stuff out of her nose so she could she could breathe. Okay, okay. Um, and then she went into the ladies' room for about 45 minutes, and I'm sitting outside there with these 20 tickets I've just bought now from Heidi, and I'm getting prize after prize after prize, and, I, and I'm going, this is great. Um, and so... Uh, the, the girl was very nice, and uh, when she dived into the potatoes, and that opened up Heidi's chances. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow! Sides of the same tale. <laughs> yeah, right. That's funny. It's the same night, but it's exactly. But really it, it, the other thing is, there are no rules or anything in, in those types of things because, and you've just driven thirteen straight hours. You don't care about what any what you say to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So then that was a, about a year and a half until engagement, correct? Yes, yes, it was. And then um, I was graduating, I was a graduating senior, and we had a tradition in our sorority house at the at the end of the, the semester, you know, like in June, um, they had like a farewell candle that we passed around everybody. And if somebody was newly engaged, um, they blew the candle out. So I get to blow the candle out. <laughs> Nobody knew that I was engaged until I blew the candle out. So that was really special that Jerry timed it that way. I mean, oh. that's what I remember. Maybe yes. he doesn't remember it, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. And we were married the next February. Yes. And that's, that's a story in itself because uh, we took a look at, I took a look at what was going on. I said, geez, I get, you always have to remember your, your wedding day, the date of the, the wedding. And our right. date was February 8th. My birthday is February 5th. And this, this, go, this go around, it turned out my parents were married on February 8th. No way. They were married for 28 years. When, the, when we had the, we, we got, we got engaged and got, got, got married on the same wow. day that they did. So now you'll never forget. No, no. The part was my birthday came three days before, and that was alert me. Bing, bing, bing. You know, all all sirens went off and said, "You better get an, you better get a, 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 okay. a, a bouquet, or no, you better, you better, you better, you better get a good, a good present here." There and you so, go. So at least remember, it's our anniversary. Yeah, it's true. That's a very easy way to remember. That's our story. Yeah. That's our our beginning. But then fifty, almost fifty years later, here we are. I tell I tell everybody. I remember being twenty five years old, and I remember being fifty. And in between, it goes like that. It goes wow. so quick. And we had we had five children, and uh, uh, we would have taken many more. That's it was awesome. so much fun. That's beautiful. Do you think? Because you said you got married at twenty five. Do you see a, like ways that you've changed from that point to, you know, even in the first 10 years or when you guys first became parents? Like, how would you say you've changed in those years? I, mean, I, don't, I don't think we, we really changed. But um, that night, the night of the wedding, we sat down 
And I explained to Heidi, I said, here's, here's the rules we have to live by. And I said, you're going to make all the little decisions. I'm going to make all the big decisions. And after 48 years, guess what? She's made arrangements where no big decisions have ever come up. <laughs> <laughs> and look so, at that. Look, look how that worked. <laughs> it's perfect. That's how it should work now. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, like, in terms of that, like, sitting down, do you think there was, like, did you have to have those, like, sit-downs a lot? Like, no, 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 along, no. Or was no, it just no, no. one and done? I would say I said we just sort of rolled with with whatever circumstances um mm. uh came along without really you know we were married fairly young I know that isn't the case now our children are getting married in their 30s you know so right. um they have a little bit more of a developed adult life whereas we were just new kind of newly adults right. and so kind of grew up together and you know, there wasn't a, I don't think there was a lot of predetermined um, decision-making. We, we each sort of went to our own strength. Like mm. I like to think of Jerry, Jerry's Irish and he's very um, easygoing and has a great sense of humor. I'm more, I, my heritage is German. I'm a little more organized. I have a little more expectations, discipline. So we sort of balance <laughs> each other. We did. Okay. And over time, I think that I've become a little bit more like Jerry and maybe he's become a little bit more like me because, you know, when you're, when you're living together and raising a family and carrying out work and daily duties, you know, you, you adapt to each other's strengths. So I would say that's from my perspective, that's what's changed. And mm -hmm. One other thing that sticks in my mind is, and this sounds a little superficial, but I think it might be really helpful to young, young married people is when we were first married, we would go out on the weekend, Friday night, Saturday night, and even Sunday, oh. we would, we were so busy having fun doing everything. And then at a couple of kids came along and we were realizing, oh, maybe just Saturday and Sunday afternoon, that's it. And so we trimmed back from three nights to two nights. And then by the time they were all, you know, their activities were like, maybe just one night a week. And now we're at home and we're like, man, I'm so glad we don't have to go out this weekend. <laughs> so I know it sounds a little like that might be superficial, but it, it shows you how your life fills up with family life. I think instead of just being two individuals and a couple in the world, mm. you become a family and that becomes more of your focus. You're, you're more interested in your kids and their activities and their future. So that's a change that, that I've noticed. Yeah. And what, what I realized was I, I was trying to, I was playing four or five nights a week basketball. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it would occupy my time and stuff like that at night and my energies. But what happened was I noticed that every time a child was born, I lost a night. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, I was, I was like 32, 31, 32. And I realized that, hey, what's going on here? And I said, oh, boy. I said, that's I got to take care of the kids. Yeah. And it's funny, too. I'm I'm remembering um, Jerry. He loved basketball and he loved softball and all the sports, team sports. 
But as as we got older and as he would come home from an evening of basketball, his face would be so flushed that I'd be like, honey, I think you better turn it over to the younger guys. All that running <laughs> back and forth on the court. So that led to Jerry becoming more of a coach. And he he has developed his skills at being a coach with our kids' teams. And now even our grandkids, he's starting to coach a little bit for their their basketball team. So it's it's really delightful. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. That like what you said about like becoming two individuals like to one, like that's really resonating with me, with like my fiance and I. I think there's this reality of like because we don't we don't live together we haven't lived together and so like the reality of like after marriage like oh like it's it's a learning curve and it's like how do you how do you build a life with this person how do you kind of like learn all the little videos who doesn't who who cooks and who cleans and yeah right no all those things the bills all that right and i think things are it's much less about like what are the distinctive roles but even like and like it's more about like who's who's good at what like who enjoys right. like I think I've told this story on a previous podcast but my fiance loves to clean loves to clean he will like scrub the countertops within an inch of their life <laughs> and, and I'm like great I'll take out the garbage like this is perfect <laughs> that it works works. out um but no, that's so true. Like learning, not only learning like with each other, but like learning to change like as your family grows is definitely a skill set because I think there are definitely some people who kind of try to hang on to certain things. And there are some couples who like, they do still go out like most nights or they right. try to go out, you know, as often as possible because they're extroverted couples and stuff like that. But I think one of the things I look forward to are the times where, you know. Well, when we were first married, it was it was interesting because I'd never been out of the country and we planned our honeymoon. So we would get four days in Portugal, four okay. days in uh, Nice, and four days in Rome. And so as, as we went to get on board the plane, uh, check in and board the plane, uh, the guy leans to me under the counter and he says, do you realize your wife's bag is 200 pounds overweight? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, what? And she, she said, she said, well, didn't you bring in a lot of clothes? I said, I said, wait a minute. I got, I got four, I got two sport coats and sl- plenty of slacks and I've got two suits. So I'm going to wear all four in each town. <laughs> said, what happens if somebody in Portugal sees you in Rome? Or sees you in- I, I go, I go. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's it, but it's a balance, right? I feel like a lot of things in marriage, it's like finding your team dynamic. Uh, I, I did tell I, I, you know, she was saying, is there anything I can do better? I said, well, you know, how come James Bond's, when, you know, when the girls are in bed and stuff like that, they come up and their hair's all fixed up right away. And he, she goes, oh, okay. Next morning, she gets up two hours early and fixes her hair. Oh. <laughs> gets back in bed. <laughs> Isn't that, that's so funny. Like, I think. I, I, felt, terrible. Like... I felt terrible. I felt terrible because I knew what happened. <laughs> I mean, when you love someone, you really want to do, like, you're like, what can I do? How can I grow? Um, yeah. But like, also kind of getting back to like, when you, like when you're learning to live with someone, like, was there anything 
that surprised you about marriage like going into it because I feel like she talked in her person sleep. <laughs> sorry she talked in her sleep <laughs> all of a sudden in the middle of the night I get one of these is this yours and there's nothing in her hand and I'm going what the hell am I got? what the <laughs> Probably what am I supposed to learn from this? I don't know how to love someone and sleep talking, you know, like <laughs> through for better or for worse, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There's like, was there something where you're like, oh, this was really hard or, oh, this was easier? Like, because I'm, what I was saying was like, I'm the type of person who reads a lot of books and like, so is my fiance. So, so is Dave. And I feel like there are moments where I'm like, I've got this, I've got it all. And then there are other times where I'm like, even just going through like little wedding things, I was like, oh, this is different than I thought. Or like, I'm not excited about this or I am excited about this. But I don't know. Was there anything for mar- in marriage where you were like, wow? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I was nervous about the whole thing. So I said, why don't we just not see each other the last week or 10 days? <laughs> really? So I went out of town on some a couple of business trips. And then I kind of came back. And um, I I did. I, I really, I got back for Friday night. That was it. But it was just a little quick. There was, there was there was a little party there, mm-hmm. but then it was the uh, the next night. The next day was the wedding on the Saturday, and uh, um, I just remember that uh, as we went through it and stuff like that. That uh, I, you know, I, I told my parents at the dinner from the from the when I asked to give a speech, uh, I said, "Well, I want to thank my mother and my father for picking each other twenty eight years ago today." And that's why Heidi and I chose today to get married. That's beautiful. <laughs> you know what? I, I think that um, what I've noticed, what I noticed, you know, getting married and in the first few years, um, Jerry seems like he's a cool cucumber. But when it comes to the exact moment, he does sort of freak out. And <laughs> I think he has to have something that breaks the ice. So mm-hmm. when we got married, um, like he said, he was away. He was just didn't want to get in the way. And then I'm walking down the aisle and he whips out a Polaroid camera and takes a picture of me. <laughs> walking are down developing, the aisle. The, the, are developing on the, on the, on the, on the kneelers as we have it on the top of the kneeler. And so she can see her walk, herself walking down. And the, the, it was, my, I can see my mother saying, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> but I mean, it was something just to break the ice. And, right. and I noticed that also in a different way, like when we started to have a family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as a, as a, you know, expectant mom, uh, we ladies have nine months to get ready for this date. And the dads are kind of like, all of a sudden the baby's there. <laughs> I remember almost like Jerry mentioned, we have five children. Um, I want to say at least three, but maybe five, like the very week after the baby would be born, something catastrophic would happen to Jerry where he would like (laughs) sprain his ankle or drop a big thing on his foot. I mean, just just, he, it, it, it was like a culture shock to have, you know, he seemed really cool with it, but I knew inside that he was adjusting in a different way than, than I did. Cause I had time, you know, and then right. all of a sudden you're a dad and all of a sudden you have two, three, four kids. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I, I have to really grow up and be an adult. <laughs> that, that over time was, was kind of um, uh, eye opening, I think for both of us. And then now we have, our kids are all grown and we had our last child 
not the youngest, but our last one married in April. So now we technically are, you know, well, I guess empty nesters, even though we've been empty nesters for a while, <laughs> they're all in their own families, their own homes. And so it's another readjustment for us, you know, and yeah. um, I don't know, being grandparents at first, myself, I didn't want to be called grandma. Oh, we had to invent new names for ourselves, which we did. Someone did because I, <laughs> I didn't have a problem with grandma or grandpa. <laughs> I was the one that had the problem. So we became honey. I'm honey and he's coach. Oh, that's so cute. And that, that worked out great because it turns out for young children, the easiest word to say is cooch, 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 cooch. They get me right away. <laughs> so, but now we have eight grandchildren and I'm more adjusted to the idea of being a grandma, but, mm -hmm. um, but it is an adjustment. And then trying to, as they grow up to understand each one individually and be part of their lives, you know, as right. grandparents, not as parents, but that that's really fun. We're really enjoying mm -hmm. that. Yeah. It's there. I feel like I say this every podcast that I do, but I, lots of, not lots of, there has been like a statistic that a lot of divorces happen actually in like the sixties. And like, as soon as parents become empty nesters, um, mm -hmm. that's actually a time where a lot of people get divorced or separate. Mm -hmm. um, and well, so we saved, we saved those years for the COVID years. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no, but it's a, a lot of things that like, and I you think COVID basketball probably, you want to watch football. <laughs> <laughs> like the like COVID did that too, where it's like a lot of, I think couples <clears throat> at various stages kind of were with their significant other, their spouse for it, all the time when before you had things to distract you, but right. I don't know if there's something that you learned in this, I mean, you're a couple months into your official empty nester phase, but when the kids were gone we, and when everyone was gone. Our, in our circumstances, um, our children have a, a long span between the oldest and the youngest, like 16 years. Oh, wow. So honestly, they kept coming home. <laughs> <laughs> We would sort of be empty and then we get to home and then they'd go off again and then somebody else. So we, you know, we had a lot of traffic back and forth. Uh, into our. I think we kind of didn't feel totally, um, totally empty nesters until actually now, honestly, I, now that Danny's married, now they're all done. <laughs> but we had a, a long time to get used to that. So I don't think it put the stress on us, but I know what Jerry was talking about during COVID, you know, you, everyone had that stress of being together with one or two people all the time, or maybe a large group of people. And it and can be kind of stressful when you're thrown off of your routine of going out and doing things. And um, you've got a lot of FaceTime with one another. We used to like to go to the movies together. We couldn't go out during COVID. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. terrible. Did you guys have any kids move back in with you during COVID? Not during no. COVID, but we got a COVID puppy. Oh, <laughs> oh that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> we have a COVID baby. He's our puppy. And that was uh, on the inspiration. You know, I think when with Zooming and, you know, we would have regular Zooms with our kids all over the country. And our daughter, Liz, um, loves her dog. And she's like, "You, I'm going to sign you up for a puppy. You guys have to go out more during COVID and he will 
you will get out if you have a puppy and we're like, well, okay, okay, okay. So we kind of forgot about it. And then six months later, they called us and they said, your puppy's here, come get him. <laughs> so one other thing that I was thinking of, Aixa, um, that as we had more children, we became friends with our children's friends' parents. Mm. And it was such a wonderful network of new friendships. Um, and honestly, um, many of them we're still friends with now, you know, we're, we're at the point in life now where we're being invited to wedding showers and baby showers. And we have these wonderful reunions with, um, families and, um, couples that we became friends with through our kids. So it, it's, it really just widens your, your so circle of friendships and being good, you know, supportive of one another. Um, as, as your kids leave, you still have those friendships, which is wonderful. Right. I even think I her grandma from way back when we first started with our kids at Willows and Northridge, your, your mom, your grandmother, uh, Petra Jaime and Henry Dempsey were like the two like senior mothers at the schools. And they were teaching us, all of us newbies, all the ropes and uh, how to do things and how stuck, to, on, stuck on us in real no, quick. No, no, it's true. They, they, ask us, they ask us to help out on things. And, but it was such a wonderful example. And now, you know, as you get older in life and you see people at different stages, it just warms your heart to think about knowing them and the great influence they have on you and what you want to influence like your age, you know, um, coming, just starting out. It's, it's, it feeds off each other in a good way. Yeah. And I think that is something that I've realized, like even just during my engagement, um, it's so important, the friends that you pick or the friends that you make and like having a community around you just makes your marriage and like everything in terms of family like just that much easier is when you have that support system whether you're like just starting out or you know totally even in the middle of it all like it, like friendships the good friendships are so important like for not only as you as a couple but like you as an individual like that's so true that's that's beautiful I love it um, there's a question that I ask all our couples and we have varying answers, but what is the biggest fight you guys have gotten into? Well, I, I have to say, I, I think Jerry answered it in the beginning. I don't mean to steal his thunder, but the, there have been no big decisions. <laughs> there's no fights. I, I make all the small decisions, honestly. Um, <laughs> I mean, certainly. No, no. It's what, she, what she really means is she makes all the big and small ones because I'm not there. <laughs> I think it's just, um, you know, maybe just personal getting in a bad mood or, mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, sh personal shortcomings um, that can sometimes happen with anybody, men and women and in marriages. But honestly, I can't remember any huge disagreement that we've ever had. No. Um, we try and, you know, if there's something we like right now we're facing, um, talking about, you know, we we're, we're both in our seventies and, um, I think both Jerry I'm not. And, yes, <laughs> we're both in our seventies and we we've realized in having older parents that, um, that you have to make decisions like, like our age rather than waiting mm. to they're in their eighties. And right. it's really hard for, 
when you get older to make hard decisions and ends up kids, you usually have to make them. So that's sort of the topic we're dealing with now, trying to figure out where we want to go, which, which child do we want to be closest to, you know, physically (laughs) to our family is spread out. So, I mean, that's a challenge we have now, but we talk about it. We, we, we try and, um, you know, we assign different, like you check this, I'll check that. And then we'll talk about it. So, I mean, that's kind of how we've dealt with it, right, Jer, all all along? Yeah, but it's, it's a little bit what, what Heidi's saying, too. She said, you you do a lot of speaking. and Do you talk about me a lot? And I said, yeah, in the beginning of it, when I do, I, I want to get a feel for, you know, I've got five children and a wife and these, you know, that type of thing. And she says, well, how about we, we come together on the one thing? You can't say anything in Chicago, anything within 100 miles of Chicago about me. I said, I said, that's all right. That's fine. So, and then she comes down and, and we're down in New Orleans at the Super Bowl. And I'm doing that. I'm, I'm, I've got a talk down there. Um, and uh, so I've got to talk down. It's it's off off the side room because uh, there was a big equipment show being done, the, done the construction equipment on the floor of the, of the place. So I was doing a, speaking to a group of people and there were 600 seats. And they were all filled, and Heidi wanted to hear what I had to say, and it was I was going, well, I got one about her. She's not going, you know. But next thing I know is I, I get up there and they introduce me, and uh, I stand up and I look, looking at down down at the front row, who's sound asleep with her mouth open? <laughs> Heidi, <laughs> I felt I felt like my, my God, what do I do? I was that was I that bad that I went? <laughs> Sure, the jet lag was getting to you, definitely. <laughs> definitely. definitely. <laughs> um, what is your advice for newly married, engaged, or engaged couples? Well, I'll tell you what. I, I looked at it this way. I started out after about two years of not knowing all the rules, but I, then I made, I made one thing. We'd go over and give her a kiss every night while she's in bed on her side and just give her a kiss and say, I'm sorry for whatever I may have done wrong today. And then all of a sudden, one time about year seven or something like that, I get, what are you apologizing for? I was like, no, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just, just <laughs> my habit. <laughs> but it, it was one of those things that, you know, and we, we, we get a good night kiss each year, each night mm-hmm. from each other. That's great advice. That's great advice. And, um, I don't go to don't go to sleep mad because you'll never get to sleep. That's true. Tell and that to Dave because if he wants I, to sleep, <laughs> just got he's just got you just got to swallow it and say I'm sorry. <laughs> That's more of a me thing. <laughs> yeah, but he'll, he'll, look, he'll look for help on it. Trust me. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so I I would just like to maybe add to that. I I love that story about the um. It's an O. Henry story, the gift of the Magi, which mm. is you, you know, it's not a 50-50 thing. It's really a hundred percent each. So right. not that we're perfect at doing a hundred percent, but it's that kind of outlook. You would you would give trade your your most important things to make your spouse happy. 
And that person hopefully feels the same, same way about you. And that attitude, I think, takes you through a lot of, you know, challenges in life. And even sometimes even the happy times are, can be challenging mm. um, in that you, you can be a little thoughtless, you know, cause you're so happy and you don't think of other people. So it's, I think that attitude is what I would like to foster. And I, I, I'm pretty sure I've told that story to each of our kids when they got married, they already knew it, but I, <laughs> like to rub it in a little bit I <laughs> and I try to live that way no that's that's great advice I think especially like again this is a bit of a selfish podcast but as I come up on a wedding like even in the good times like it's having that presence and like always making sure like you say good night and always making sure that like you're connecting with your spouse like mm-hmm. that go a little bit goes a long way or sorry, can't speak for experience, but you know, I say it ties in with Our Lady of Fair Love because whenever I hear that title, I often think of that that song from Man of La Mancha, where it's the line where it says, "To love pure and chaste from afar." So mm. to me, that's like no ulterior motives. You just love that person or that child or that event, whatever with no self-interest in it. It's all about the other person. And that's what I think of when I think of what you're, you know, what you're talking about, Our Lady of Fair Love. That's the kind of love that brings it to a marriage happiness. Oh, 100%, 100%. And that's why she is the patroness of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And that is a perfect segue into me asking if you guys could lead us in the prayer of Mary Mother of Fair's Love. Okay, all right. Shall we start? Yes, whenever you're ready. In the name of the Father, and the, the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. The prayer to Mary, mother of fairest love. Mary, Mary mother, mother of fairest, fairest love, you, you are, are the, the mother, mother of Jesus, Jesus and her mother. Intercede for us with your Son, as you did on the wedding at Cana. Pray, Pray for us, fairest mother, to strengthen and bless our families. families. Help those called to marriage to find, to find their spouses and teach them to love with a pure and selfless love. Accompany parents in the upbringing and education of their children with unconditional love. Help those who have answered the Father's call to the consecrated life or to apostolic celibacy to be generous and faithful to their vocations. Bring peace, unity, and joy to all the homes of families that are broken or burdened. Accompany with the warmth of your presence those who are alone. You are the Mater Pulcre Delectionis, the mother of beautiful love. Help us to love as Jesus loves, so we may show each other love full of mercy and forgiveness. May all of our love and affections be always faithful, pure, and chaste. Dear Mother, be our refuge in our material and spiritual needs and intercede especially for all those um, couples being married this summer. May we grow in love and come to know true peace and joy now and in the life to come in heaven. Amen. In the name of the Amen. Father, and the, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Oh, thank you. I accept. Thank you. Bye.
Thanks for joining us for this episode of After Cana. If you enjoyed listening, share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Or visit us at parishloveshrine.org.